Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Lynette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 28. Stephen! And <laughs> this is the bit where you go, have you heard of? <laughs> but now, it's my turn. Have you heard of The Cursed Ring and Rudolph Valentino? No. No, I, I, I know we had talked about the story months ago and then you sprung it on me today that you were going to do it because... Um, I, 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 you were I, asleep. I needed a break. <laughs> okay. Did we crack on? Crackety crack. On May 6th, 1895, Casa Southern Italy, Rudolph Valentino was born to Beatrice and Giovanni Valentino. It's here Rudolph grew up in a middle class setting and at this stage he had not experienced the fame he would later gain. Rudolph, a sprightly 18-year-old, travelled to the land of opportunity, eager to make a name for herself, and landed in Ellis Island in 1913. But despite his good looks and charming personality, he did not fall straight into fame. Rudolph worked several menial jobs before becoming the great Latin love. He became a nightclub dancer, and later was a maxi dancer at Maxim Cabaret and a tango pirate, and danced on the ballroom circuit. Just as Rudolph seemed to be in the right circles and making a name for himself, he became entangled in scandals in 1916. Most notably, he became involved with a case for the Chilean heiress Blanca Irizuris. Blanca wanted a divorce from her husband with a known reputation for being a playboy and she had discovered he was having an affair with Rudolph's tango partner. Rudolph gave testimony against Jack DeSalle who in his fury responded by arranging the arrest of Rudolph on vice charges, tarnishing Rudolph's hard-built reputation. Then Blanca, fearing she would not have any custody of her son, shot the Sioux dead, leading to what was called by papers as the most sensational trial of the decade. Rudolph at this stage had fled to California to avoid negative publicity, but the damage was done. Rudolph continued to earn a living dancing he worked for a national touring production, but it folded in Utah, and in San Francisco continued dancing. Rudolph made his way to Hollywood, and in 1919 married actor Jean Acker, who reportedly had dated other women before Rudolph, and on their wedding day, they did not consummate their marriage after Acker told Rudolph she had made a mistake and later returned to her previous female partner. Rudolph continued his dancing in LA, teaching elderly and wealthy people. He took some acting roles, however he was only given villainous roles at this stage, until his first big lead role, The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse in 1921. Often regarded as one of the first true anti-war films, it had a huge cultural impact and became the top grossing film of 1921 by beating out Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. The film turned the little known actor Rudolph Valentino into a superstar and associated him with the image of the Latin lover. The film also inspired a tango craze and such fashion fads as Gucci pants. The studio later failed to recognise Valentino as a star or give him any leading roles or raises. He was arrested in 1922 for bigamy as he remarried after his 1921 divorce within a year to actor and set designer Natasha Rambova. Valentino left the former studio and signed with Lasky for three times his previous wages and was quickly cast in The Sheik. This was another successful film and it looked like Valentino was finally on the rise. At this time, Valentino bought a ring in San Francisco, despite warnings it was cursed. He wore this ring in his next film, The Young Raja, which turned out to be his only flop. The film was lost and only found in 2005. 
Valentino didn't make another movie for two years, but The Ring was stored away. Two very successful films around this time were The Son of the Sheikh and Blood and Sand. Valentino was so renowned that women fainted on sight of him, and his fashion choices directly influenced the style of men. Valentino was still frustrated with his salary, as other stars of his calibre were earning multiple times what he did. Shortly after the premiere of The Son of the Sheikh, Valentino fainted, reportedly while wearing the ring. Initially diagnosed with appendicitis, but it was later discovered to be a perforated ulcer, which mimicked appendicitis. He developed infections and complications after his operation. One complication was pleurisy, and his doctors chose not to tell him how serious this was. He later died after lapsing into a coma in 1926 at 31 years of age. It's not just Valentino the ring supposedly affected. Paula Negri, his fiancée at the time of his death, now possessed the ring. She became ill, and her career didn't survive the transition into the talkies. Paula's friend, Rush Columba, was given the ring, and he was later killed in a shooting. Joe Casino, Russ's best friend, was given the ring. Joe stored the ring for years. Maybe he knew about the curse. But he started wearing it and was killed in a hit and run within a week of wearing the ring. Del Casino was left the ring by Joe. The ring was robbed by James Willis, who was shot dead by police before even leaving Del's property. A man named Jack Dunn also had the ring, and within two weeks he was diagnosed and died from a rare blood disease. The ring was then stored in the bank, where another robbery occurred. Two of the gang members and several passers-by were killed, and the gang leader was sentenced to life. The whereabouts of the ring from here is not known. Now, Rudolph's ghost has been reported at locations where he once roamed, such as his old home, Paramount Studios, and the Hollywood Cemetery, among others, where supposedly he still searches for his ring. What did you think about that? taking down names after a little while why were people passing this on if they knew it was oh, i suppose they died so they didn't really know it was cursed until they died it's quite possible that they didn't like the other people <laughs> I, was just thinking, yeah, I leave this to you or that was really good i really enjoyed that that's so sad though because he, he obviously tried really hard and i, I think um he, he struggled to get work a yeah. lot especially in his first company and he didn't get roles because of his his ethnicity or his, it was yeah. definitely his ethnicity he looked too latin or something like that but yeah he definitely found it hard to yeah. get and, and the company especially the first company they he would he started on a wage of 350 a week and that would have been really good for most people but it, even after his lead role they wouldn't give him any more money or any lead roles because they just didn't believe in him and other people in his caliber yeah were getting 10 times as much as him because they were caucasian yeah, yeah. exactly uh or, call a spade a spade well that's we can that's what we presume or take out from what i read but yeah that's are you uh, reading my notes yeah I'm, not, I'm sorry i got distracted i was like what's preparing for the next question no i thought it was really cool that he came through ellis island because people that came through ellis island signed a book i did yeah. i learned that from uh switch with Will Smith, I think. No, it's not Switch. Uh, Hitch. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Um, nightclub dancer. I was thinking, do I get to play your game now because you're the one telling well, the story? Yeah, we can play that. Yeah. Because initially, when you were starting to tell the story, I was like, okay, 
I think I had um, Nicolas Cage. I don't know why I had Nicolas Cage in my head. Then I had John Travolta when you said nightclub dancer. I was like, well, hang on a second. Weren't they already in a movie together? Nicolas Cage and John Travolta? They were in Face Off. Yeah, yeah. This could totally work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are vice charges? I think it's kind of sleazy prostitution kind of. So under the under the table kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah and okay. it would really, especially in the nineteen twenties, really tarnish an actor's reputation. Yeah, 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 yeah. The woman involved in, in the case, Blanca. Yeah. And apologies if I got her first or surname wrong. I left out all the rumors that were involved in this, but she she and Rudolph were rumored to have had a, a relationship as well. I think after the fact. Yeah, but afterwards isn't that bad, considering. I haven't mm. written here. I was like, yes, she's a bit of a badass because, you know, she... Yeah, be, well, her husband was cheating on her and with Rudolph's par- dance yeah. partners. Yeah, so it was a and bit then... of a weird, like, not even a love triangle. It was a weird love square. Mm. Yeah. The Four Horsemen, what's that about? It's a film. I have not seen it. I'm sure your dad has. He probably it's... has. It's anti-war anyway. Yeah, it's, you know, there wouldn't, there, there'd definitely be uh, subtitles because it was a silent movie. So these, oh, this is all in this. That's why you said he che- he didn't transition. she didn't get into the talkies. Yeah. Who did you say that about? You said Paula was it? Paula Negri. Yeah, because yeah. I just wrote Paula. No, don't put on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, probably. Guess. He was very very young when he died. You should have a Google of your phone there, like pull up a Google image. Go on. Of uh, like he was really the typical nineteen ten. Ah, come on, Google man. Oh, they're such a pretty couple. It is very 19... That's Paula Negri, yeah. Yeah. So it just happens, happens to be the last search I was on there. She's gorgeous. But you know what? In that time frame, when you're contending with the other actresses that have bigger roles and they keep getting those roles because they're stereotyped or they're... Yeah. they're what's it? What's, what's it? Typecast? Typecast, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very hard to break into movies especially even when they were black and white you're you're contending with people who did big movies like cleopatra and mm. like you he you heard earlier that he one of the films outgrossed charlie chaplin's the kid like charlie chaplin films were this in is before was, he got the ring just before he got the ring the first film uh the four horsemen and the apocalypse there was no blood and sand that did very well but then the next one he went on and he wore the ring during the film and it all went pop and then it eventually but presumably, let's just go along with the fact that it wasn't drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the ring. There was actually cocaine in the diamond on then, the ring. Do you know what? That could be it. And especially everybody was doing some crazy stuff. And well, everybody... Sarah Michelle Gellar did it in Cruel Intentions. She had cocaine in the in cross. Yeah, 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 going to a Catholic girls' school. Oh, no, sorry. It was a Catholic mixed school. What else did I want to ask you about? Yeah, appendicitis. That's nasty business. Yes, but he didn't have appendicitis. No, neither did I. I went in with suspected appendicitis yeah. and when they were in there they were like well it's not appendicitis but we'll take it out anyway valentino had actually had a perforated ulcer it mimicked the symptoms of appendicitis mm. and they didn't pick it up they thought it was appendicitis and they treated it as that mm. but later they called it valentino syndrome mm. because obviously they don't want doctors to miss that again because he, he essentially yeah, they just died. didn't tell him yeah they didn't tell him about the pleurisy and uh, after the operation that he wasn't going to survive because he, he developed these conditions and he was away making films and collapsed in his hotel. Yeah, because he's doing life the way he would do life if he was mm. young, fit and healthy. And when he I really say was. doing life, I mean he was out and he was probably, you know, enjoying a drink mm. and enjoying a cigar and doing activities that physically he shouldn't have been doing. I can tell you right now, if I'm 80 years old and the doctor tells you, look, this is incurable. She will pass from this. That's fine. Don't tell me when I'm 80 
because there's nothing I can yeah. do about it. Let me live out the last of my days happy, but not at 31. Now, no, I'm not 31 no. anymore. I'm well past, her, I'm well past, past that. But no, if, if you're 31 and there are maybe things that you could do to prevent something from getting worse, like that is severe negligence. And no wonder they called it after him because it's just like a, a, a little reminder. Uh, excuse me, would you mind just remembering your Hippocratic Oath, please? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty bad form. But I'd imagine... Nobody knows where it is now. No. That's terrifying. Yeah. If, like, does anyone know what it looks like? Yeah. There's pictures of it. I'll bring back up Mr... Like, is it, Mr. is it, like, would you know? Like, uh, it, big... it looks like a big L ring, in fairness. Here we go. Okay, that, that's very pretty. I, I would mistake that for just a nice piece of jewellery. Uh, yeah. It's not like a god-awful thing that you're kind of like, why would anyone wear I'd that? I'd say the best description I have is, like, a it looks like a tiger's eye stone, and then it's encased in a fairly hefty-looking silver yeah. ring. Yeah. It's nearly like a mix of mahogany and gold or something. Yeah. It's not god awful. Like it's just pretty. Yeah. So yeah. you totally mistake it and put it on and be all like, "Why am I dead?" <laughs> I put this in in the writing, but I didn't read it out because I was wondering if you pick up on it and ask me a question on it. But this is the 1920s. Yeah. And the night after his funeral. Yeah. And he was put in the ground. A single woman in black dressed and just. Plain long black left a single rose in his grave, and it was pictured up Stop. by the newspapers. Now every year, I think usually around his funeral, they just a woman in black that puts in a rose. Now I don't know if that still happens, but it turned out like everybody was like, "Oh, it must be the, the lover or somebody." Turned out it was a publicity stunt. Stop. Yeah, I think it was to, to help with the release of a film or something like that. That's it. It's it's evil, but it's actually a really good. It's a really good ploy because. It, when you say woman in black, I think of the Daniel Radcliffe movie, The Woman in Black, where she's she just looks like she's in mourning. So that would make sense. Yeah. Because you've got the long black dress and then you've got the long black veil. And if somebody's going to the grave, you're like, well, who is it? Was it Paula? Was it Blanca? Was it, I can't think of anyone. Was there any other ladies in his life? He, he actually said, I haven't got the quote, but it was something along the lines of, the ladies I love don't love me. And the others don't matter. It was something along their minds. It was very close. So he didn't have a lot of lovers. Well, you did say that people would like swoon and faint when they'd see him. So it could just be the idea of him that people loved. Loved, And then his fame that came with it and stuff like that. But he might not have actually really connected with anyone. But he did have a major impact on, on men's fashion. So That's, I don't know what yeah. Gucci, Gucci or That's Gucci what I actually pants. had here. What's uh, Gucci, Gucci pants? Gucci pants. They're pants of some description. <laughs> <laughs> but he, did, like you see in one of the pictures there, he has the slick back hair, like the coach from Mighty Ducks in yes, the second film. very much so. Um, but that was a really popular style. But men across America apparently in their droves bought hair products where they wouldn't have done before to have the Mighty Ducks coach look. Oh, he's very attractive. I'm sorry. <laughs> and do you know what the put, worst part is? Because it's black and white, you can't actually tell. You can, there's a hint, but you can't actually tell ethnicity. So I don't understand why yeah. back then people were so picky. Because nowadays, I mean, you look at the likes of Beyonce. There are photos that have been taken where her skin looks paler than it should. And I'm like, what? And then I found out recently that there's all this makeup that's been come out now for women to make their very dark, beautiful, rich skin look lighter. And I'm like, why is everybody trying to change who they are? Why can't you just be the icon that you are? Because you're the person that people look up to. But you can't tell that he's 
I'm going to click on this thing. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's got nothing I was to do with it. I was clicking through images here. And what's that guy's name? Um, Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing here. And he's under. Let's just maybe. He, maybe he has the ring. Hollywood hasn't been there for much of her. It's a funny Friends TV star. Couldn't maintain any acting role in Hollywood after the global popularity of his role. Now, there's nothing there about rings. That's It's not connected. But other than this. Although it does say here, but it didn't continue at it. Was a cursed ring to blame? Who knows? Well, that doesn't tell us really anything, then, does it? Somebody just made up a sentence, chuck it in there. That's clickbait. That is clickbait. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, anyway, we let a lot of that out of this. <laughs> um, but there you go. We have the actors' names. You put a few in there. I've only got one for him. Blanca would be the first woman. Right. With a possible relationship with. Uh, the next one, then, is. Um, Paula. No. Mm-hmm. Polo was a fiance. He married Gene Acker after that. So it was Blanca, Gene Acker, and then Polo Negri. So he had a potentially had an affair with or a relationship with Blanca. Blanca. Then he got married to Gene Acker, who on the wedding night decided to give him some very useful information that he couldn't tell me previously and okay. went back to her female lover. Then Polo Negri was. Sorry, who's the second lady again? Jean Acker. She was an actor who was known for being with women and she was in a relationship with someone, broke up because they had a fight for whatever reason and then while she was upset they met at some film do while Valentina was also Sorry. grieving his mother. So they oh, they no. met and they were both sad so they got together and they, they obviously comforted and then within two months which is probably a long time in the 20s. Uh, <laughs> he, he asked her to marry her. She accepted. And they got married and then broke up. Yeah, but like, look at um, the Amelia Earhart story that we covered. Uh, her husband, who I can never put him, his ex-wife was married, I think, once before him and then maybe three or four times after him. Especially in Hollywood. People just got married and divorced. Like, it was just a thing that they did. I have my three names. Go, give me I'm names. I'm so excited. Okay, so Blanca. Yes. Mila Kunis. Oh, yes. I think it could work She out. would shoot someone. I think she would. She would. But then at the same time, she is the femme and she's very yeah. delicate, but she could play the badass. Yeah. Uh, Jean Acker, Elliot Page, previously. Okay. Yeah. So I think that would fit that role perfectly because she could do the transition yeah. on the night of and kind of go, do you know what? No, I, I am going to be true to me. I'm going back to my missus. And then Paula, I think, would be Jennifer Love Hewitt. Very good. And then... After that, I couldn't keep up with the names that you were saying. There's it was of, like Left Castle. Lots, there's, lots, there's, there's, there's lots of small roles, and there's, there's only a few leading roles. So, you happy with that? Yeah, no, that was a really good story. I really, really enjoyed that. Okay. So, do you want to do your words? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we should completely change roles no, altogether. No, I don't want to put the jingle on you, because you might get the jangle. <laughs> okay. So, if you have any questions or queries on today's story, Stephen was very good to take over for the day. You can DM us on our Instagram. It's What's the Story Ghost. If you have any personal experiences you would like to share, our email is what's the story ghost at gmail.com. And on that note... Exit jingle. Bye. Bye.